you know, I ain't got nothing against TNT, but guys, you gotta get your game up. You're gonna have a Star Wars marathon this weekend? Dude, I've got Disney Plus, I can watch Star Wars marathon anytime I want to. You know, I can, I can watch, and I can watch more Star Wars marathon than you can offer. You know, I can watch myself some, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever those shows are, the Clone Wars, all that kind of stuff. Then I can watch the movies, then I can watch The Mandalorian. Dude, TNT is no longer the home for Star Wars, Disney Plus is. Well, yeah, but are you really going to diss Star Wars after they gave us what we wanted? They finally gave us the picture-in-picture uh, picture on every damn commercial break? No, I'm not going to diss Star Wars. I'm just saying it's a weird thing to advertise when Disney Plus is out there. Well, they got to do something to have. Ugh, I shouldn't have switched. Um, anyway, about this episode tonight. I thought it was great with the exception of one moment, one match, one match that made me want to cry. It was so bad. Do you know which one? Oh, it was terrible. I'm so sick and tired of the mustache lady doing her Freddie Mercury impersonation. And then that (laughs) awful, that awful match that she had with, uh, uh, big swole. Was that her name? That was her name. Yep. I've never seen anybody pull punches and make them look less effective than Big Swole does. Oh. I don't know if it was nerves or what, but that was brutal to watch. Are you not a fan of you're not we're not a fan of that match? I no. You know, I mean I could have gone either way. I thought it was decent. I didn't think it was great or anything, but it wasn't like I, I said there's going, well that was that really that was terrible and that brought down my entire night or anything like that. Well, no, it didn't bring down the night. I mean, it, it, the night started hot. Uh, again, a Moxley with a squash match was, I, I don't get, but I kind of get it. It's They need to have somebody who's having squash matches, and Moxley's probably the best one to do it. So if he wants to come out and beat up local talent to, to start every show, whatever. I loved the promo by Jericho to uh, try and get him to be a part of the inner circle. Um, I thought that was good. That tag match was amazing. Um, I remember, I, you know, I had no clue who QT Marshall was, but that dude impressed me. Yeah, he did some, he did some fun stuff. I, I, I loved that. Uh, I, well, I loved that he did the springboard in Zagiri, and then he also did that weird thing where he was, it was like a space flying tiger drop where he kind of caught himself on the ropes and flipped himself over. Yeah, well, that's, I texted you immediately when I saw that. It's the greatest tiger drop ever. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that was, that was the best tiger drop that, ever. So. Oh, that was that was brilliant. That was one of my favorite spots of the entire week because it looked like seen, he just. I've never, seen somebody, I've never seen somebody cartwheel, catch themselves on the ropes, and then felt themselves over like that. Well, I don't think he caught himself on the ropes. I think he just didn't have the athletic ability to get over the ropes. Like uh, he doesn't have the spring in his step like an osprey does, where he can jump up and over. Right. So he just he just he caught his foot on the rope but caught his side on the rope when he was trying to go over and kind of fell through it into one of the most remarkable tiger drops i've ever seen in my life i'm not kidding you that's going to go down as my favorite okay and then we then we had that letdown with the theme with the women's match and then um i remember messaging you earlier today about how uh, there was a new leader in my in my heel uh top heel of the year catalog you know rankings and MJF might have just sold. Yeah, and MJF might have just stole it back with that promo. 
that made up for that whole awful uh, heel, not heel. I'm a heel, but I'm going to turn heel anyway turn that he had on Cody. Um, his promo was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> I, I'm taking that you're not as big a fan of tonight's episode as I was. <laughs> no, I really liked it. I just, I just, for some reason, I don't have a lot to say. Well, for, first of all, I, I did miss some of it because I was having some frustrations trying to find... I, I'm, I'm making some um, buffalo chicken dip for a, for a potluck tomorrow, and I couldn't find the Frank's Red Hot, so I missed the entire... Uh, Sammy Guevara versus um, Luchasaurus match for that, so that was great. Oh, you missed you missed a hell of a match. Yeah, I know. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy just keeps getting better and better and better every single week. Yeah, so that made me really happy that I missed that. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I liked the show a lot, but I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to say that I wouldn't say that I thought. Uh, um, MJS promo was the greatest of all time, or anything. It was good. no, I'm not. I'm not saying it was the greatest of all time, but it was a very good promo by a guy who's been lacking lately, been kind of losing his grip on on his top heel status, and uh, yes. I, and I felt like that was one of those promos that was passionate. It was uh, he was able to play to the crowd uh, probably better than Jericho did. Um, you know he. He covered a lot of bases. He, you know, br- made callbacks to things that have happened over the last, not just last few months, but Jesus, what, 30 years ago was when DiBiase was having people kiss the ring. Um, you know, it was j- just such a great, g- well done promo that it was, I, I, I can't say enough about it. I thought it was really, really well done. And probably I thought that promo might have been the highlight of the night for me. Well, besides that. A tiger drop. Well, here's my problem. I guess I think what probably what, like the reason I didn't like the promo maybe as much as you did is because of the fact that he said, you know, he said about Cody, you know, Cody, you're you're one of the best promos in the business, but you came out here and you and you and you cut a promo on the guy on the one guy that can do it better than you, and then I was and then you know he he came out here out there and he cut. Like I, like I thought it was a really good promo, but it wasn't something where, that I would expect from you know the greatest promo guy in the business, which is what MJF was calling himself. So I, I thought he kind of I thought he kind of simply you know set himself up to to, to be better than than it actually was. Sometimes I forget you get stuck on little things like that. <laughs> I get stuck on little things. I get stuck on little Re- things. Remember still, when you didn't you're still like mad a- at MJF for his heel turn? That was a terrible heel turn, though. And I wasn't mad at him. It was just terrible. It brought his entire persona down. It not. was just not well done. Uh, not. I mean, if you want to see a good, you want to see a good heel turn, then you look at what uh, Dakota Kai did. That was a good heel turn. Yeah. So was MJF's. Uh-uh. no, it was it was <laughs> terrible, terrible. But I know and we still don't have stuck support. on little things. Hey, you dissed an entire promo because he he claimed to be the best ever. Well, no, simply because you, when you set an expectation like that, you better come. You better come out there and deliver it. And as far as tonight's promo, maybe not, but there's very few in the business right now that are better than him. You know, you got Moxley, you got Jericho, you got MJF, Cody. You know, all those guys are all in AEW. And then if you look across to some of the other places, oh, geez, Sammy. 
<laughs> and that might be the end of it. And then, because in New Japan, they don't really do promos. So when you get a guy like Jay White, he does all of his talking in the ring and in the, um, you know, in during matches and lead up to matches. You know, he might get a decent um, promo like he had in, in Kobe uh, after the match, but very rarely does a guy like that cut a promo, you know, for everybody to see. So, but outside of, you know, a guy like Jay White, you had Matt Taven, who's ridiculously good at it. And then, you know, the guys I mentioned, I don't know who else you would put in that category right now, even to, uh, to bring it out there. So when you look at him saying, I'm one of the best ever, it's a really short list. Okay. But last week we were all over how great Cody's promo was. Right. So, so who was better? Who had a better promo, MJF or Cody? I thought I thought Cody did because I thought Cody's was more passionate. But Cody I felt was like M- a week and, and and MJF's whole point was that he was better than Cody. That was my point. Is that is that his well? That's his because it should have been at least as good as Cody's was if he was if he's if he's if he's better than Cody on the mic. So the fact that he uses that catchphrase. I'm better than you and you know it. Does that mean he needs to be better than everybody night in, night out? He can never have a bad performance. He can never have uh, you know, a sloppy match or even lose a match for that matter? No, but when you Just because you're going to school somebody on the mic, you better fucking school somebody on the mic. And he didn't. I'm sa- you know, you and I are splitting hairs here. I, told, I, saw, I thought it was really good. I just didn't think it was as great as you did. That's all, there is, that's all it is. I didn't think it was the greatest ever. I thought it was a great promo. I mean, it, it, it covered all the bases. It got everything we want to get out of a promo. It was it the best ever. Was it better than Cody's last week? Absolutely not. But it was, it was what we expect out of MJF, and he delivered what we expect. I don't think him saying that I'm going to cut a better promo than you set any kind of bar when you consider that 99.9% of promos are scripted. So you can't. I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just i not going to look at it and say, oh, well, because he didn't cut a better promo than Cody, he lied to us and he's terrible. I never said he lied to us and it was terrible. I, said, I just said I can't consider it as great as you're considering it just because, because he didn't, he didn't um, clear his own bar that he set. That's all. It was still good. Okay. It just wasn't as great as you thought it was. That's all. We're allowed, we're allowed to have opinions on things. You're allowed to be no, allowed we are not. Okay. Fuck you. Fuck you, you are not allowed to differ from my opinion. You know better. <laughs> and I, I like the fact that Excalibur is taking the lead on the commentary, too. But, can we, That's, but, but as much as you were licking his ball sack last week, can we, get, can we just get rid of JR? I, I'm okay with that. I, I didn't, I, I wasn't don't, licking, I, don't I thought he bullshit. was... I don't need him, I don't need his... Listen to Tony in my podcast bullshit. I don't need us making jokes about Conrad. I don't need, and I don't, and I don't need him. Um, what the hell else did he do today that really pissed me off? Um, uh, oh, saying that he, he screwed know, up another name, so he's waiting for them to uh, blast him on Twitter. Oh, did he do that again this week? I didn't hear that. But, oh yeah, he does that every week. No, the thing that really ticked me off this week, and I know it's, I know you're going to say it's another little thing that I'm that I'm getting hung up on, but. No, it's JR. I, I agree with you 100% on JR. I wish he wasn't in the booth. I wish it was Excalibur. And what did uh, Jericho call him? Shivini? Or what the hell do you call him? I, I don't know, but I was making a point and you interrupted me. Oh. Well, which <laughs> um, is normal because your I, points I, are I not. Always, I always hated. In, I mean, I almost understand it in WWE when they say something like 
they're the great he's the greatest wrestler in all of the WWE. But mm-hmm. tonight Jericho tonight um JR did that with AEW. He said he said um he said uh like PNP is one of the greatest tag teams in all of AEW. Well, Jackass, you know what? AEW isn't that fucking big. So that just, that just drives so me, I'm, it drives me fucking nuts. Does it annoy you when Rick Cabani says it about people in Ring of Honor, or when you know Impact says it about when Josh Matthews says it about their wrestlers? But they don't. They don't say. They don't say in all of Impact Wrestling or in all of Ring of Honor. They say in Ring of Honor, or they say in the world, or they say in Impact Wrestling. They don't say in all of Impact Wrestling. Wow, is that splitting hairs? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not because when yeah, you say it, in is. All it of, really is. When you say in all of, you're making it sound a lot, a lot more vast than it really is. I I guess I to never me, would have me, put that much onus. A WWE trait with him into AEW, and I think he needs to get rid of it. Well, considering he was there for thirty damn years, you kind of have to. He's not there anymore. That's the point. And and considering that was what he's the basically the one who started doing that in the first place. That's his thing. No, he's not. That's it's not started, a WWE with, like, thing. Started like with Vince McMahon. That's my point. Is it's a WWE thing because WWE has always thought it was it was the world of wrestling. You know, AEW is not the world of wrestling, and they know that. And JR shouldn't be doing that kind of propaganda bullshit. I think that's just splitting hairs. I really no, do. It's not. I, I, I just that I mean you're you're blowing up about one word. All he said is in all of instead of just in. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> I, I don't I don't see it. Personally, I don't see that as a as a big a deal or something that would ruin JR for me. I, I don't I don't see it as him. Uh, you're holding on to WWE traits any more than the Young Bucks are holding on to Ring of Honor traits with some of their movements and things they do. It's just who he is as an announcer, and he's going to carry that wherever he goes, whether it's AEW or, or you know, Japan or wherever. And, yeah, I mean, I guess he started doing that in, a, in WWE for whatever reason. A lot of people started doing things in WWE for whatever reason. They carry him on to wherever they go. No, my point is, it's a WWE trait through and through, and JR's carrying it over to AEW. Not that not that he started it in WWE, and he's carrying it over, and he's carried it over to AEW. I guess, point like is I said, WWE I has I, done for years, <coughs> and it's not something AEW should do. I I guess I don't see it as that big of a deal because I don't see it as necessarily an AEW or a WWE only trait. Just by saying in all of instead of saying just in. I, to me, that doesn't seem like that's much of a, a, a WWE trait as it is just reality, <laughs> just what people say. It's not what people say. Though. I mean, I mean, do you go? Do you go and go? You know what? This is the this is the best ketchup I have in all of my kitchen. Dude, you're splitting hairs on this one. I can't. I can't <laughs> say anything but that. I, I no, this just, this is just such a non-issue. <laughs> It's not. And you know how much of a you know what? I am. So when some people say something like that, it absolutely <laughs> resonates with me. Way, maybe way too harshly than it should, but I'm, it's not me splitting hairs. It's really not. It's it's me thinking I mean, I, that that you know if you're going to say you know in all of you should be saying in all of wrestling, not in all of AEW. You know if you're, if you're saying 
you know, he's the greatest wrestler in all of, it should be all of wrestling, not all, not just all of AEW. So when they, when they were pumping up, uh, um, SCU and the Bucks at the end, and they kept saying they're the best wrestlers in the world. They should have said they're the best wrestlers in all of the world, and that would have made it better. No, just I'm just trying to clarify things because that's kind of where you're going here. Okay, that, you know, it, it's just, it's let's just change topics because you're because you're, you're now you're pissing me off even more than Jr. did. So, <laughs> oh, it hurts. This is why I don't sleep at night. Because <laughs> you're worried about pissing me off. No, because now I'm going to be thinking about. Th- I'm going to be thinking about this all night long. Now I'm going to try to. I, that's all I'm going to think about all night is the difference between those two words and how it makes such a big deal. <laughs> I'm just going. That's all I'm going to do. Um, oh, and the the thing with uh, well, um, Jr. Problem. when he said. The thing with Jr. and when he said that he's going to get Twitter people jumping on him for saying the wrong name again, he called um, Penelope Ford the bad girl instead of super bad girl. Because well, Kip Sabian is, you know, Kip Sabian is going instead of being the bad boy, he's going to be super bad. So we've got to have super bad Penelope Ford too. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, now to me, like if. Tony Schiavone, or not even Tony Schiavone, but if, if Excalibur did that, then it'd, be, then it'd be perfectly fine. But if JR does it, it's bullshit, because JR doesn't know her as the bad girl like the other guys do. Well, and they, it wasn't anything, I don't, I don't know, I don't think that was as big a deal either. I just, I just thought just, that that... I'm just saying that if people get on him, I can understand it, because cause it's not like he knew her from, he knew her as something else before that. You know, whereas... I think you know, I think Cal- much Calibre like did it. It's it's just like, you know, it's like uh, you know, Jr. calling Jake Hager Jack Swagger a couple weeks ago. I, you know, that that didn't even like resonate with me. It didn't even bother me at all. Because, because well, yeah, because he's that's what he's used to calling him. Right, and but you know, you know but if he were, but if like, if uh, Excalibur did it, then I'd be like, dude, you were never in WWE. Why are you calling him Swagger? You know what I mean? Yeah, it, I mean, it kind of makes sense, yeah. But at the same time, oh when you've got a guy who... makes sense. What a fucking shock. Wow. Did it make Settle all down sense or just a little bit? Or did it just make all sense? It just made sense. It didn't make all the sense in the world. In all the world. <laughs> You're fired up tonight. Jesus Christ. You pissed me off. Cause, cause oh, you're... I did not. Well... Yeah, you did. Jim Ross pissed. Jim Ross pissed you off. Something I think is completely obvious that it's just like a, a WWE thing. Jim Ross. Jim Ross pissed you off, and I just kind of came along and poked the bear. Yeah, you piggybacked. You piggybacked on it, bitch. I piggybacked on Jim Ross's pissing you off. So there. <laughs> anyway, can we talk about the actual in-ring product? We've we've got the promos now. You know, we talked about at at. Uh, Full gear. You know, you said that you thought the Bucks versus um, the Bucks versus PNP was a four and a half to five star opening match on that show, and I told you no, it wasn't. It was like it was like a four star match, and they could do a lot better. And tonight, yeah. And tonight, if you they actually turned the valves up, and you can see what I was talking about—that they did a lot better tonight than they did at Full Gear. 
everybody can do a lot better when they have chairs and, and multiple people involved and, and storylines that aren't making sense, but they're making sense. I'm talking about that one-off match that was like we've always said is subjective. I, per- To be honest, I actually personally like their uh, full gear match better than this one. To be honest. That Although, granted, we... Although, granted, we didn't get a three-year-old man doing a horrible Canadian destroyer. No, we get to, so, we get to see that this weekend at, at NW Asia to the Fire, so you can look forward to that. I don't. You can see it. I'm not. That <laughs> that match that match has already made my never watch mat never watch list. I will never watch that match ever. Do you know how many times you said that and then you got to watch it anyway? I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I will not watch that match. There is no way. What if What if Ryan watches it and, and he posts on there, Jeff, you have to watch this match. It's great. I'm going to tell Ryan to go fuck himself because the last <laughs> time he told me that was uh, Goldberg versus um, dude, dead dude that's been should have died like oh, Undertaker. That's the guy. God damn it. I need to stop with this cold medicine. I thought maybe you were talking about Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Because his career died a long time ago, too. Yeah, but that was SummerSlam. That wasn't that horrible mess in the Middle East. You know, I, I did like the... Another thing I liked is that I thought that the... Um, you know, you talked about the squash at the beginning of the show, but the squash actually led into something pretty cool later on where we got more of the Dark Order stuff, and this time it was with a guy that got his ass kicked by John Moxley to start the show. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I noticed that, and I and I'm starting to really like the Dark Order stuff. I I didn't know where it was going with that one guy getting tripped in the subway, um, but now after this promo, I'm starting to like it a little bit more. I really want to see. I really want to see them come out with just this ridiculous army of people now. Yeah, and and maybe it maybe it'll be something as simple as the as their creepy guys that they came out with. We're now going to know who they are. We're going to be able to able to identify with them and all that kind of stuff. That's possible. Yeah, maybe that'll be their minions or whatever they were calling them. Which would make sense. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I just want to know which one has been getting set on, sat on by um, Evil Uno. Now that's a mission. Need- I need to know. I need to know. And I and I really um, like the way that Brandy's <coughs> developing her character, too. Um, yeah, I, 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 I I'm still. So, she's so good on the mic, and she, you know, she's, and it's, and the thing is that you know we never knew that in WWE. I mean, she was a ring announcer in WWE, but we never knew she could do the kind of things that she does on the mic in AEW. And I, you know, she's she was great on on some of the episodes of um, the Road Two show. She was she's been great on Dark. She's been great on Dynamite. You know, I really like her character, and I and I like how good she is and how intense she is on the mic. She she's becoming one of one of my favorite mic performers, actually. Yeah, and yeah, they never really did give her the chance to talk. I did like her promo tonight when she was, um, I can't remember who she was, Ivelisse. Was it Ivelisse? Or who was the, the yeah, it was Ivelisse. Um, when she was talking about how, uh, how dare you trash me when I've been, I've been married to him for seven years and you're just a groupie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, that was a brilliant just brilliant little line that she threw in there. Um, I am still a little weird why, or still trying to figure out why. Um, what was her name from the Straight Edge Society? 
Baldchick? Is it Sophia or something? But whoever that chick that is is that came in from the crowd last week to get her head shaved kind of reminded me of her tonight. Like the way (laughs) she just the way she looked. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it though when she had all that hair. Now that she doesn't have the hair, I kind of see it. Okay. Now she actually looks like whoever that was. So maybe it is the same person. I don't know. Could be. And, and but now, now I want to know who the fat bald guy is. That's what I was just about to ask you. If you had, if you had any idea who that guy is. I don't know, but I need to know now. I, I, I'm starting to get starting to get into this little whatever she's doing with a drinking of blood and cutting of hair and all that stuff. Yeah, me too. I really like it, and, and, and uh, it's inter- and it's interesting, you know, where they're going with Hangman Page too, because you know the crowd, the crowd was chanting cowboy. Well, that's another thing that Jr. did that pissed me off was crowd chanting cowboy shit, and he's like, "Crowd wants some cowboy stuff." It's like, "Fuck you." JR. Well, c- considering the fact that during uh, the Moxley Jericho promo, and then again later on in another match, they kept or another promo that was being cut when MJF was out there, they kept blanking out the crowd. I kind of get. I, I'm not as upset with him not saying cowboy shit as I would have been if they would have if they would have left in all that whatever the crowd was saying. I, I don't know what the hell that was all about, but it was starting to annoy me to the point where I was about to get on here, and the first thing out of my mouth was going to be, if you're in a live fucking TV audience when they're filming live for a TV show, stops fucking swearing because I'm getting sick and tired of the jumpy dialogue on the on the promos. Is that what was going on? Because I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure why they were why they were blinking stuff out, or the sound was failing, or what was going on. So no, it was. I mean, it it was. It wasn't obvious in the very first promo until Jericho said, "Watch your mouth," when okay. he when he told the crowd to watch their mouths. Um, but that's. I mean, that then I was like, "Oh, okay." So they are really bleeping out whatever the crowd is saying, and with the way they've been so loose with the language on TNT since day one. Why are they bleeping out anything the crowd is saying? I'm guessing that they're using they're using the F word. Even still. Yeah, I mean, we hear that on national. Go ahead. We hear that on TV all the time. Well, I do when I watch sports. You don't watch sports, so. But in normal sporting events, that happens all the time. I've ne- literally never he- never heard it happen on a sporting event. Like I said, you don't watch sports. But I have in the past. It's not just like you don't read. You know, I you've read in the past. You know, I've I've watched sporting events in the past, and I and I and I do watch Duke basketball, and I and I haven't heard it on there either. So I I don't know that people in I think the people that go to Duke are too proper to swear. They have no offense too. No offense, people in Duke. Yeah. When they put when they played at Virginia Tech and at Michigan State, they didn't do it either. So. You know, I I don't know what you're talking about, man. It's not an every thing, day down thing. It's not the whole crowd chanting it. It's just you the, just got to see it once. Uh, you just got to see it happens at sporting events all the time. All the time. It you does, every but day. not. <coughs> it's oh my god! You are splitting hairs tonight on everything. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow, you are fired up. Did somebody pee in your Cheerios this morning? No. Somebody's going to tomorrow. You keep this shit up. <laughs> Good. I could use some flavor on those on those dry uh, those dry tasteless things. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe then maybe I'll shit in your Lucky Charms for you. Um, That's all right. You wouldn't be the first. 
Yeah, so I mean, I, I think things like damn and shit or things like that are fine, but I think if the crowd is is saying fuck, they're gonna they're gonna bleep it out. It's probably what it's probably what's happening. Eh, that's possible. I guess I, I don't know, but it's like they're probably they were probably saying like fuck you to MJF, and then they decided to bleep it out. Yeah, but who were they saying fuck you to in the first promo with Jericho and Moxley? I, I don't you know I, I'm I don't remember that happening in that promo. I'm not saying it didn't because obviously you know that you're saying that's where Jericho told the crowd. To stop to stop swearing, but um, I I totally missed it in that promo. So I so I have no idea what they would have been saying there. Maybe they were I, saying, I and I didn't. They were just saying shut the fuck up. You know. Yeah, but to who? Jericho. <laughs> I mean, why would they be saying it to Jericho when he wasn't even in the ring? But when heel. it started happening. But he wasn't even in the ring when it first started happening. <laughs> Moxley was standing in the center of the ring when it first started happening. Oh, okay. But you didn't, you didn't catch, yeah, you didn't catch it, so it's not that, not that big. Bullshit, because it was such a quick match. I have, I have no idea. I didn't, I, like I said, I didn't hear it. But so. well, and yeah, whatever. Regardless, I mean, if you're gonna, if you, I, I can't get on Jr. My whole point was I can't get on Jr. for twisting the word when they were bleeping it out. Well, then he, just, when, he just, he just shouldn't say anything about it at all. You know. He didn't need to call attention to it. You know, if, if if the point is that they're going to blank out the swearing when there's when the crowd's swearing, maybe you shouldn't call attention to what they're saying. If you're not going to, well, they didn't bleep. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I get your point. Yeah. So he just he just he just shut his mouth and stop being Jr. <laughs> or just go away. <laughs> but but I really just go like, away, go away now, so Shane can have a good good TV watching experience. But it's interesting but that you don't... Uh, Paige, you know, stole the victory away from, from Omega, and then they had a little bit of a, you know, they will make kind of give him that weird look at the end of at the end of the match. So, you know, I wonder if they're I wonder if they're building to an Omega versus Hangman program, or if they're building to a triple threat between him, uh, Hangman Page, Omega, and Pac, because Pac was also saying he wants rematch against Omega, and of course Omega or uh, Pac and uh, Hangman have had their problems as well. The um. Yeah, that was kind of the, a weird little thing too. It's like he got that little glance where he was like surprised, and then he was just like, "Oh, all right, whatever, we got the win." It, it just—I don't know if it really sells me on a program between them yet. But you know, he—but you know—he kind of kept giving giving them like weird eyes while they were had their arms raised and everything too. So I think he was kind of wary of of him or like wondering like, "What's going on with you, dude?" Oh, maybe I didn't catch that part. We're too busy focusing on the new aggressive part of of Hamish, which, yeah, whatever. He's never, been, he's never been aggressive before, ever. No, never. Yeah, that's not his thing. Never has. Uh, no, he thrives by being laid back and like Orange Cassidy. <laughs> God, that was that was or, one of the things. He's, he he thrives by Orange Cowboy shit. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh my God! What is wrong with us? <laughs> so, um, otherwise, I don't. I mean, I don't have much. I thought the the match, the final match was. I and you got to go back and watch the Guevara Luchasaurus match. It just he is so good. He's getting better every single time he's in the ring, and he's literally in the ring every night now. I mean, he's he's one of the go to guys every single week to put on a match. Um. But he did. That was another thing with that when he was coming out, he said, Jr. said that he caught a lot of grief because um, 
he compared Eddie Guerrero to, or uh, he compared Sammy Guevara to young Eddie Guerrero. And he got, he got slack all week long on Twitter or that comparison, which is ridiculous because both you and I made that comparison. And then to have Jericho get on and defend him and say, well, it, it's true. He is a young Eddie Guerrero. He's also a young Chris Jericho. He's also a young Jack Hagar. He's all of them rolled into one. Young Christian, too. I see, I see some, flares of, some shades of Christian with him, too. I actually see more Christian in him than I do in um, in than I do Eddie Guerrero. I see the charisma he has is totally Eddie Guerrero, but his wrestling style is more Christian. Yeah, exactly. And that was I, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been I've been kind of seeing that for a while, but you can't. I mean, his charisma is is absolutely Eddie Guerrero. I can't think of another comparison. I can't think of another person that I've ever seen come into wrestling that has that much charisma. And be that flamboyant and be able to be that great as a heel. So Guerrero is almost a perfect comparison. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the other thing that, you know, ha- happening around, I actually think this is more like the main event, but Hager was involved in both, so I'm, I'm just going to bring this up here, is that I really like the slow burn between Hager and Dustin Rhodes, too. You know, where, you know, they're, they're, where, you know every, every two weeks or so, you know they get in each other's faces and they're and they're having a bit of a brawl, you know. So I'm looking forward to them actually hooking it up at some point. But I, I like the way that they're keeping kind of on the back burner right now, in a way. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And, and um, I like the fact that Dustin did come out with the whole, um, the whole mess that was happening, the street fight or whatever. I, the Darby Allen thing is another thing I kind of am a little lost on. I mean, is CT Marshall or QT, whatever the hell his name is, is he going to be on anymore? Is he going to be a part of you know Cody's new family since did, he must have left the elite? I'm guessing because he doesn't have any friends in AEW. I have no idea what's going on with that. I mean, QT Marshall, we we actually have seen QT Marshall in a couple of matches before this one. Mean, oh, have we? I, I he must have, he must have I must have missed him. Yeah. Yeah, he must have just looked your mind, but and then he was also, I, like I mentioned to you when you were, we were texting, he was also, I want to say, I think his name is Mike, and he's like he was also like a backstage presence. Yeah, I googled him as for starting up on the Row Two shows, kind of as an executive in the back with with Cody. So I googled him. So I think him. in real he's, life, he and Cody was, are really good friends. It's like Mike Cirillo or something, Cirillo or something like that, and I guess he had a run in Ring of Honor at some point too. Sure. Well, I'm, I. I thought he was. I mean, I thought he was impressive, but then again, I wasn't expecting much. Um, he's really good at copying other people's moves. <laughs> I, he's really good at that. Yeah. Um. And the yeah, the Darby Allen thing. I, I really actually, I was I was actually while, during that match, I was thinking, you know, we haven't seen Darby Allen in a while, and I and I really wanted like to see him this week, and then he comes out at the end of that match, so it was like perfect timing for me, you know. Well, last week they did um, kind of the thing that we were talking about the week before about how, you know, why don't you throw on a little Darby Allen segment in the middle of these commercial breaks instead of, you know, a backstage segment. And they kind of did that last week when they had Darby Allen putting his face paint on. But that was the only real thing that we saw about Darby Allen last week. The week before, wasn't he in a match? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he was in that body bag match. He came carried out in the body bag. Okay, that's right. So it was the one against Moxley two weeks ago. 
Okay. Yeah, that's true. And then last then last week he they just had a little segment where um they were showing different guys getting ready and Moxley was one or and uh, Darby Allen was putting his face paint on. So I mean there there was that, but otherwise yeah, we haven't really seen him, so it was nice to have him come out and make a little appearance. I found out that he was homeless before he got signed by AEW. I didn't realize that. Oh. He was literally living out of his car. Well, no, I knew he was for a while, but I didn't, I didn't realize it was, it was like right before he signed with AEW because he also, was also wrestling for Evolve for a while before he, before AEW, too. Well, yeah, and I can't imagine him and his wife sharing the car. His wife's that really hot chick from MLW. Priscilla well, King or something. I mean, you know, you know, there's, you know, you could have, you could have the, uh, you know, the, you know, the back seat could be one bedroom, the front seat could be another bedroom, and then like the trunk could be the bathroom. You know, you could make it work. Well, no, you can't. I've tried. <laughs> you have. It it doesn't it doesn't work. Well, you're you, yeah, but you're 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 the size of both of those two combined. That that's why it wouldn't work for you. Okay, that kind of hurt a little on the inside. But you know it's true. Yeah, but it still kind of hurt. <laughs> I mean, those two those, those two are not very big in stature. You know? No, no, they're really not. Um, That's why I joke oh, that his wife is actually bigger than he is. You know. And she is. She really, truly is. Um, where was it? Anyway, the uh, main event... The only thing that bugged me about the main event was the fact that they got jumped from behind and didn't start the match forever. And then Excalibur actually said, well, they're not going to start the match till they get in the ring. It's like, bitch, this is a street fight. They can start it wherever they want. And then they started the match. But that was one of those little moments where I was like, all right, someone's not paying attention. You know what? You know how there's so many of those, um, of the false finishes and they, they never get you, you know, right. The, I I really got caught, I really got caught in this match with, with a false finish because I was like, wow, they're looking in this match this quickly when when um, Nick hit the uh, Swanton off the top of the uh, staging area onto the table. I thought for sure that was going to end the match. They're just going to brawl the rest of the show, you know, because because you don't expect a somersault senton from the from the top of a from the top of a staging you know staging or you know whatever you want to call that through a table is not going to end the match. I one thing I did yeah and I, I agree but one thing that I did notice too and I it was part of me was thinking it was uh, him going back to his PWG roots was when Excalibur called it the Indie Taker yep. but, tech, but technically it was the Indie Taker because the Meltzer driver has that flip and the indie in the indie taker didn't have the flip, so technically, I, and, and it was it was bugging me that he was calling it the indie taker. But then, after I thought about it for a second, I'm like, well, technically, it was the indie taker. It wasn't the Meltzer driver. Yeah, it was the indie taker, absolutely. So I, it didn't bother me after that, but. So so it, so that little thing bothered you, huh? Kind of. Aren't you splitting hairs, Jeff? No. Tell these people where we, where they can hear us split hairs with on other things. I don't I don't want to now. I'm I'm all sad. You said I was fat. <laughs> P H A T. Oh, 
<laughs> all, right, all right, fair enough. I, uh, um, follow us on Patreon. I, uh, go there. It's patreon.com slash kingdomofhonor. Uh, came down with a little sickness, and my uh, Netflix screwed up, so I watched them Jessica Jones. So we're going to actually get that one tonight. Um, I haven't uh, I haven't gotten our uh, Kingdom of Honor episode up yet. I'll, I'm hoping to do that along with this one and our Jessica Jones episode this week. Um, but go to Kingdom of Honor, or I'm sorry, go to... Um, patreon.com slash kingdom of honor and um, you can hear all that stuff uh, donate to help this show continue to thrive uh, there's two a couple different tiers there you can you can subscribe to and we do have quite a few followers uh, um, cliff and and kathy ryan mike uh, sarah and uh, the new one that we just got this week oh i should have written it down justin um so you know, there's it goes a lot of lot of stuff that you will never hear anywhere else. To be honest with you, uh, also YouTube, hit the like button, hit the sun on the channel, get up to. We need to get up to a thousand subscribers and as many likes as possible. And if we can do that, then we can start broadcasting live, uh, which will be a great thing for anyone who wants to sh- see Shane's face. Um, I will probably be wearing a mask. Uh, and then uh, also Twitter. <laughs> also Twitter. Um, that's, uh, I'm at Regi Co-op. He's at Zanman, L-O-P. Best way to find us, hashtag D-A-D for Dynamite After Dark, hashtag K-O-H for Kingdom of Honor. And make sure you stay tuned to all the L-O-P radio shows. Uh, tomorrow is Imps L-O-P Radio Adventure. On Friday, you have the right side of the pond. On... Monday, Jeff and I will be covering Honor's final pay-per-view of the year, Final Battle. So, you know, t- try, try to take a watch that show on Friday night so you can follow along with us on Monday. And that's all we've got. We'll try to do better next time. Until then, this is Shane saying long days, pleasant nights. And Jeff saying... No, Jeff can't say it yet because um, I do want to give a shout-out to Kathy. Uh, she nominated us and Imp um, for some podcast thing end of year podcast special so uh thank you kathy for doing that i know it's a twitter thing um but it was very much appreciated so now i'm going to say goodbye yes kathy thanks very much goodbye g1 climax 27 goodbye and good night bang